And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Hello and welcome to the show. This is Andy Webb with Lifestyles Unlimited. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And when it comes to investing in real estate, that thing that we talk about on this show, investing in single family houses and investing in apartments, whether as a passive investor, a lead investor, or an independent rental owner, you're just buying that apartment by yourself. When it comes to investing in real estate, how much information do you need to make a decision? Is there, is there a situation where you have all the perfect information lined up? What is, what is perfect information? And, and then the, the broader question really is, do we really want to see perfect information in the real estate market? And I'm going to put on my, my economic theory hat today for a little bit and talk about that. Talk about perfect information and something called efficient market hypothesis. And really both of these are things that we theoretically see already in the stock market. And we're going to compare that to imperfect information and how we invest in real estate. So perfect and imperfect information, which is better? Well, perfect, right? Doesn't that sure sounds better than imperfect, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, by the way, if you have any questions uh, during the course of the show or afterwards, you can send those to me at askandy at luinc.com. Again, askandy at luinc.com. And I thank you for tuning in today. Um, what is perfect information? Well, it's a it's a feature of something else that's perfect called perfect competition. It, it, it essentially says that all parties or um, all market participants have complete information. They have everything they need to know to make a sound decision. And if you apply this to game theory, in particular thinking about games, um, a classic example is chess, as opposed to say poker, where you don't know what's in your opponent's hands. With chess, all the pieces are visible to everybody. Well, the two players that are playing, all information is equally known to both players. Now that doesn't mean the skill sets are equal, of course, but all the information is there. It's perfect. And that leads us into something called efficient market hypothesis. And ooh, it's been a long time since I've thought about this. You know, when I went to grad school, I did an MBA and, and, and went down the finance path. And we talked a lot about this specifically as it regards uh, investing in stocks. And effectively, the efficient market hypothesis, it, it, it states that stock, that, that share prices, company share prices, stock prices reflect all information. All information is known. And that makes the market efficient. It's always up to date. And that leaves no room to make excess profits by investing in something in particular because, hey, we all already know everything. It's all fairly and accurately priced, right? This implies that there's, there's, there's no way to beat the market, right? You can match market returns through, you know, investing passively in indexes, that sort of thing. But really, you can't, you can't beat the market. That's the theory. There are a lot of proponents of this theory and of course, there are a lot of detractors as well. I know plenty of day traders out there that are probably yelling at the radio right now, uh, thinking about that latest win they made because 
they say, hey, it's not quite as efficient as you're describing. But that's the theory. Perfect information, perfect market, and uh, market efficiency. Now, the other side of the coin, what we're contrasting with now is imperfect information. So what is imperfect information? And if, if, if perfect information yields a, an efficient market, is there then an inefficient market? And from a market perspective, you know, imperfect information basically is when either the, the, and especially thinking from perhaps a real estate perspective, or maybe you're out buying cars, whatever it may be, it's when the buyer or the seller, not necessarily just the buyer, but the buyer or the seller has incomplete information. Right, there, there are gaps in their, in their knowledge. And sometimes we hear about, or if you do any reading on this topic, you, you might, might come across the term asymmetrical information. And this term means that one side knows more than the other. One party possesses more information than the other party. And if perfect information ties into an efficient market, well, then that begs the question, does imperfect information lead than to an inefficient market. It sure can. It sure can. Uh, I got a lot of my data, a lot of my refresher since it's been a long time since I've visited these MBA classes, uh, a couple decades plus. Uh, I went out to Investopedia. They have a, a lot of good summaries on that site on a lot of different economic thoughts and terminology and whatnot. And, and, and they asked the question there, can markets be inefficient? And certainly some markets are less efficient than others. And this is where I really want you to think about what I just told you about the stock market being more or less efficient for most of us out there, especially if you're passively investing in your 401k, you're pretty much hands off. There is no, there is no playing, uh, playing to excess profits. Um, so that's the efficient side. Then the inefficient side, well, and if it, let me, let, let me, let's define that. An in, inefficient market is going to be one where the assets prices, the thing you're buying, or the thing that somebody is selling, uh, do not accurately reflect the true value. And there, 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 there are a number of reasons why this may be the case. Market, market inefficiencies, they may, they may be there because of what we just described, information asymmetries. I know more about buying this house that you happen to own than you do. I know more about what's going to go into the repairs than you have any idea about. That is an asymmetry. Right, inefficiencies, inefficiencies will, will arise from that fact. You know, I opened the show asking, do we want perfect information for, for all in the real estate market? Maybe not, maybe not. And we're just comparing now and contrasting really an efficient market, which in theory is the stock market with an inefficient market. And there, there are several reasons why a market is inefficient and, and, and information asymmetry, meaning not all parties have the same level of information, or I might add in their sophistication, education, um, that can lead to those those differences that spread that asymmetry and, and, and therefore an inefficient market. Also, and we see this right now. If I think about the real estate market, with rates having 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 climbed and int uh, inflation having climbed and lack of inventory and prices are up, there's a lack of buyers and a lack of sellers. And Investopedia defines this as low liquidity. And thinking about real estate in general. It's not super liquid. It can, it usually takes some time to sell a house, for example. You know, average in a normal market, six months, days on the, or excuse me, six months, six, six months of inventory is normal. That implies six months on the market. Of course, that got very, very short during COVID and it still remains short. 
apartments, even less liquid takes longer to go through the disposition, uh, the sale transaction. Um, and that lack of liquidity makes makes transactions move slower. Think about the stock market. You, you call your broker sell, you call your broker buy, you just throw your money into your 401k. Whoever's managing that, they buy, they sell, they do whatever they do in the background. It's live, it's, 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 it's immediate. Totally different, very, very liquid. And because of that lack of liquidity, lack of buyers and, and, and sellers, um, there can be high transaction costs. We know with real estate, if you engage a realtor, you may be paying 6% commissions. Although there's been a big lawsuit, we'll see where that lands and, and how that affects buyer versus seller commission. Stay tuned. But but there are, the, the, the transaction costs are far higher than if I go out to, say, uh, an investing platform on my own and start moving money around, try to do that day trading thing. And the last thing, and this is, I think, a very big ticket item, is both market psychology and human emotion. And I can think of very few other places where human emotion really come into play than when it comes time to decades after living there, raising my kids to sell that house. Wow, emotional. Emotions play in. So are there efficient markets? Yes. Are there inefficient markets? And market inefficiencies can can ultimately lead to market failure. And although that may sound bad, here market failure is exactly where real estate investors see, find, and take advantage of opportunity. Real estate is an inefficient market, and that is a good thing for investors. So do we want perfect information in the real estate market where everybody knows everything about that transaction and this transaction and buying that house and selling that house and investing in? No, no, it is ineff inefficient. It's the most inefficient market out there. And that plays to that plays to our advantages or our, our advantage as as investors. And this discussion, this this notion of efficiency, inefficiency, the inefficiency of real estate, the efficiency of the stock market. It reminds me, actually reminds me of a, a great analogy that I heard uh, Del Walmsley present on one of his radio programs. It's been a while now. And if you don't know who Del Walmsley is, he is the founder of Lifestyles Unlimited. Lifestyles has been around over 30 years, over three decades now. And Dell is a very, very successful real estate investor. And he tried his hand, his hand at other things. He, he, he got burnt very heavily in the stock market. And he compared, he compared the stock market essentially to a bullet. The stock market is a bullet. Someone holds a gun to your temple and pulls the trigger. Analogous to the market deciding to drop precipitously. Maybe a little motion does come into play there, but it drops. And because it is efficient, it drops and it drops fast. Just like someone pulling the trigger, you can't get out of the way. When the trigger's pulled on that gun, you can't dodge that bullet and you take a hit. And we've seen periodically, we have some pretty big hits in the stock market. So perfect information, perfect competition, perfect market, efficient market, maybe not a good thing. But real estate investing by comparison is far, far slower. And in Dell's analogy, great analogy, he, he compares it to you standing on a railroad track and the market is starting to shift. The real estate market is starting to change and the real estate market is a train and is way down the track. Track kind of curves a little bit, but you can see the headlights, you see it coming, way down the line, you see the trouble, and you just step off the track. You have time to get off the track. Even though we just said real estate is a little bit more illiquid, you do have time.
so you can step off the track and get out of the way. So the two markets, stock market and real estate market, they move at very much different, different rates. That's the big point. And if you're thinking about investing in real estate and your fear is, I could lose money if the, if the market drops like it did back a decade plus ago. And if you were paying attention, you could see things coming. And if you're paying attention and listening to people like Del Walmsley and buying right and investing following the correct model, some people didn't have to sell. They didn't have to get off the track. They just had to step to the side, let the train pass, get back on the track, and continue to hold those properties because they were cash flowing, because they were following the right model. Didn't even have to divest those assets, held those assets right on through and continued with their profit and continued with their gain while the rest of the crowd out there that tried to dodge the bullet and couldn't stared at their portfolios, worried about their loss, recent retirees, you know, sequence of return risk, bam, they got hit really hard. Well, I was planning on living off that money, now it's gone. So I view this, this, uh, this as deriving this whole notion of bullet versus train. It derives from the, again, the relative efficiency of the stock market and the inefficiency of real estate. So we talked a little bit about how markets can be inefficient. And what, what I want to do now is I, I want to dive into that a little bit deeper. And I want to take apart that, that definition of the inefficient market and apply that specifically to real estate. We talked a little bit about this, but I want to get into a little more detail so you understand where we, where we are benefiting as investors in this inefficient market. Okay, we're going to head into a quick break. Here's the music kicking on now. So stick around. We'll get into this when we come back. Questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Want to continue the conversation inside the community? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook. Stay up to date on upcoming events, market trends, member stories, featured podcasts, real estate wisdom, and more. You can even join us a couple of times a month as we go live with our case study events right on Facebook from the comfort of your home. Get online and get in the know. Turn listening on the radio into participating in the community. Like and follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. If you have any questions, send those to me. Send those to askandy at luinc.com. And we're taking a look at efficient markets, think stock market versus inefficient markets, think real estate. And although inefficient may have a negative connotation for a lot of people out there, especially when we continue to consider what that can lead to, which is market failure, this is actually an opportunity for investors. This is where you can buy low and sell high. In the stock market, much, much harder to do. In most other markets, much, much harder to do. The most inefficient market out there is real estate. So what I want to do is go back to that definition of inefficient market. And there were a couple of pieces in there that we said can drive a market to become inefficient. I want to take those apart and I want to look at those with my with my real estate investor 
uh, glasses on. And I want to start with the first one, which I, th I think is probably the most important here, which is information asymmetry. Asymmetry meaning things are not quite symmetrical, not balanced. One party in the transaction possesses more information than the other. Think about this. As a real estate investor over the years, I have bought from many different counterparties, um, often, often from wholesalers that have gotten a property under contract. They've already done the legwork and the negotiating uh, on my behalf. But sometimes I've gone directly to distressed sellers that have rundown houses they don't know what to do with. I've gone directly to distressed sellers that were weeks away from appearing on, or at least their property appearing on the courthouse steps at a foreclosure sale. I've invested in apartments as a passive investor where our, our leads in that particular syndication have found similar situations, distressed seller, distressed property. And a lot of the time, especially with apartments, what you'll find is we as educated real estate investors at Lifestyles Unlimited, the asymmetry in the transaction is fully in our favor. And we love to find those apartments out there that are what I will, what I will call mom and pop operated. You know, these are the folks that are keeping a, a legal pad somewhere in the, in the closet where they jot down the expenses when they think about it, jot down the revenues and figure out what their profit might have been, right? They don't really know what's going on. They, they don't raise the rents on a regular basis. They don't even know what the market rents are. They don't know what they have. They don't know what that thing could do. Asymmetry very much in their disfavor and in our favor, and we can use that. And that applies on the side of the, the, the home investor as well. I bought houses from other investors before. Maybe just too lazy to keep the property up, let it fall into disrepair. Um, not keeping on top of their, their residence, not making sure the rent comes in, and now they're at a loss, and they're at a loss for what to do. Not sophisticated, not educated investors. You know, the most of the housing stock out there that is investor hands, that are rental property, are in the hands of what we'll call mom and pop, smaller investors that own one, two, three, maybe four properties, and they manage that. They manage those houses like mom and pops would. We teach you at Lifestyles Unlimited how to manage better so that you're educated, so that you can buy right. And because you have that asymmetrical advantage, you can get a better deal. So big, big part of the equation. Lack of buyers and sellers. We're seeing that. I mentioned this already. We're seeing that now. Results in low liquidity. However, when everybody else is running scared, afraid to buy, being one of the few buyers out there makes you a strong counterparty to a transaction and houses aside the housing market is not as crazy as you might think as many people thought it was would become but apartments commercial a lot of that side where we have commercial loans things are starting to move in some some crazy ways a lot of people are getting nervous a lot of people are having to fire sell and the syndicators that I know at Lifestyles Unlimited, they've gone through a lead investor certification. They've got a ton of education behind them. They have a symmetry in their favor, and they're one of the few buyers out there. That makes them a strong counterparty to any transaction. Speaking of transaction, uh, we have higher costs in real estate, of course. That limits who can participate. That alone creates a, a higher barrier to entry, especially on the apartment side. Um, we price that in, of course. If I'm going out to look at a single-family house that uh, somebody is selling, just just working directly with the distressed seller, right? I have to factor in the the transaction costs. Quite honestly, I always offer to pay closing costs, title fees, 
if they're behind on their taxes, yeah, I'll pay that. They like to, sellers like to hear that, but that will be priced in. Transaction costs are going to go up, but that will be reflected in the price. And then again, we talked about market psychology and human emotion. And when it comes to those home sales, there is so much emotion in there. Apartments may be a little bit divorced from that, although going back to the mom and pop, we run into owners that have owned the property for decades. They're their deceased spouse, husband, or wife built them 30 years ago, and they've just been kind of riding it into the ground, but they're still attached to those. Human emotion comes into play here quite a bit. And sometimes it's human emotion to the other side. I've inherited a property. I do not want this property. I don't know what to do with this property. Take it off my hands. Get it out of here. I, had to, I just had to pay the property taxes on it. I just had to renew the insurance on it. The grass is three feet tall. The city's been sending me notices. Emotion comes into play. But we as investors that are educated, that are sophisticated, we know how to take the emotion out of the transaction, and that makes us better counterparties. So all of these things that we're talking about, they play into the definition of the inefficient market. And real estate is 100% a very much inefficient market, and that's what makes it a good market for us as in investors. And I want to take those four notions we just talked about, and I want to focus on one of those in particular. And I want to focus again on that information asymmetry. Again, that just means that one party on the buy or on the sell side possesses more information than the other. You know, as, as investors, we buy apartments, but at some point we sell them. And as investors, we buy houses to fix up and to rent out. But at some point we sell them. You want to be the educated investor on both sides of that hold period, both the sell, the buy and the, and the sell. And at Lifestyles Unlimited, we want you to, we want you to have the upper hand. We want you to enjoy that information asymmetry by becoming educated, by understanding the nuances of all parts of a single family or apartment transaction. Now, do you handle everything yourself, the rehab, the renovations? No, no, no. We talk, we talk about that ad nauseum, I think. But you need to understand the flow and the nuances, due diligence, screening, all the things that go into finding, buying, renovating, holding, and then disposing of a house or, or an apartment. By getting that education, you tilt that asymmetry in your, in your favor. Having connections in the industry, by the way, very important. And of course, human emotion in this particular situation, it, it plays in as well. Oh, I can remember the last divorce house I bought was an angry house. Those broken windows I mentioned, broken everywhere. A lot of emotion. A lot of people stick their heads in the sand when, when the bank comes a-knocking. And they let it, they'll let the house go to foreclosure. My job is to get there before that happens. But typically, emotion plays into this discussion as well. And people just want out. They just want out out from under that house. And as we're seeing now with the way the market has shifted in apartments, some people just need out of those apartments. It may be 30 units, it may be 100 units, it may be 300 units. People want out. And because of that emotion, the market becomes inefficient. And it tilts to you and to me, the investor. So perfect information versus imperfect information Asymmetrical and imperfect information push things into the professional investor's favor. Now, professional does not mean you have to do this full time, but it means that you are educated. 
You do know what you're doing. You do understand the process and the transaction. You're not a mom and pop. You run it like a business. But information being asymmetrical and in your favor as the investor does not mean you will necessarily have all the information. Asymmetry in your favor does not mean I know it all. You will not have, you will never have perfect information. I can't think of any instance where I've bought a house or invested in apartments where everything was known as we headed to the closing table. Sure, we do our due diligence. We send out the GC to walk the property or multiple GCs, get multiple bids. We send out the trades if we're, we're managing that ourselves. We send out the inspector to walk the house for us and see what they find. We've walked the house perhaps if it's near us. If you're investing across state like so many investors at Lifestyles Unlimited now do in Georgia and Tennessee, Missouri, Kansas, etc., right? You've got a team there that does this for you. You gather, you gather as much information as you can, but you're never going to have perfect information. And this, this is where you, the investor, you have to get comfortable making decisions with incomplete information, but with the best information you have and don't fall prey to analysis paralysis. Looking for I'm guilty of this. I'm a type B personality and I can work that spreadsheet for days looking for better and better and better information to make the, you know, the spreadsheet gods happy, but you're not, you're not going to find an end and you will lose your asymmetrical advantage because you don't take action because you're not alone out there. There are other investors. I've gone out to appointments at houses where we back, back when we had our postcard, our mailing campaign going. I can remember one in DeSoto, south of Dallas. I showed up, and this lady, very smart, she had an array of, I think it was five or six or eight different postcards laid out on the table. I looked at it, I said, ah, <laughs> you know what's happening. When's the next guy coming? She said, well, he'll be here in about 30 minutes. Okay, right. So you're not the only one out there, and if you take too long because of analysis paralysis and hunting for that perfect information, you're going to lose out. So really the moral here is that there is no real perfect information. You know, the, I opened the show talking about the stock market, right? The, the theory is that it's the, the efficient market. It's the efficient market hypothesis because we have perfect information. It's already priced into the shares. And a lot of the time that may be close to true. That may be close to true. But in real estate, it's just not, there is no real perfect information, but we do try to get as close as possible. And I've named a number of ways how we do that. Number one, by getting educated. And that's what we do at Lifestyles Unlimited. We are an education and mentoring group. We're not selling you the houses. We're not buying the houses. We're not buying the apartments with you. We are simply educating and mentoring you through the process. So you'll get closer to perfect information in this imperfect market by becoming educated. And I mentioned mentoring by using the mentors. If I run up against something on a house or I'm looking for a small multifamily, looking for apartments and I run up against something I just don't know, I'm not just going to disregard it as eh, imperfect information. I don't know. No, I'm going to reach out to the mentors, ask them because they've been around a while. They talk with, I don't know how many other members, hundreds, thousands, their information is probably a little bit closer to perfect, more broadly speaking than mine will be. So I've got the education. I'm going to tap the mentors. I'm going to use other support sources. I mentioned the general contractor, the, the inspector that I send out, the other trades. You know, it's not uncommon for me to call my, my HVAC, my AC guy. 
uh, ask him a question or two. We get support from Lifestyles Realty, the Realty team. I buy from them as well as uh, Off Market, um, Lifestyles Finance. Right? There's a big network of vendors and tradesmen and people that you can use to help you. And then there's your investor network, which is why I go out to the case studies and to the single family road trips and to the multifamily road trips and to the Wealth and Passive Income Expo because I want to meet as many of these people as I can. Because I know that it's an imperfect market, but I can leverage their knowledge to get a little bit closer to perfect when I'm making a big decision. So you can tilt the balance in your favor. This is an asymmetrical market. Real estate is asymmetrical. Use that to your advantage. But you can start, if you're not sure where to start, by learning more. Go to our website, lifestylesunlimited.com. Click on the free workshop. Hear about what we do, investing in apartments, investing in houses, and take some action. Yeah, thank you for listening. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.